Let's do it. Let's do it. Broadcasting from around the world, you're listening to The First 100, a podcast on how founders acquired their first 100 paying customers. Here's your host, Hadi Rodwan. Good to have you on the show, Hamesh. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you for having me, Hadi, today. Wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank you for stopping by, uh, Hamesh. Uh, Let me just quickly introduce you to our listener. Hamesh Shaula is the co-founder of Mulberry, which is an AI-powered intelligent business insurance platform used by PEOs, brokers, small medium businesses, and carriers. And you've raised to date around $4 million, which... uh, is coming from notable investors like MS and AD Ventures and Hanover Technology. Hamish, take us to the top. How did you start uh, Mulberry and what made you go the insurance route? Yeah, thank you, Hadi. Uh, We started back in 2021 and Hadi, coming from a fintech background and looking at financial services and disruption there, it was also very clear to me that ancillary segments like insurance and others also needed a breakthrough, a change. And as I studied a bit deeper into the insurance sector, it was very apparent to me that, you know, we have to bring this industry forward. And that led me to see what change we can bring in this sector. Before I started, it was also very clear in my mind that before we go and innovate any um, segment or industry, uh, we must understand the distribution. Because to me, having built lead technology and products all my life, it's very clear that you don't build a product and try to find a product market fit. But if you go reverse in terms of understanding the distribution and then bringing out a product market fit, that's better for your business and how you build your business from ground up. So that's what was the first thesis. And what we fell upon are these payroll providers, which have access to you know, thousands and hundreds of small, medium businesses. And we also realized that these payroll providers have to provide workers' compensation insurance to these small, medium businesses because it's mandatory. So if you have a payroll and if you have even one employee, you have to provide workers' compensation. And then we saw an opportunity where we said that if we can use that channel to get access to these small, medium businesses for which we want to solve the inherent problem of business insurance because we felt that the small, medium business community is underserved. You know, from an insurance point of view, that distribution angle folks have not paid a lot of attention to. And if we can solve the embedded problem in terms of solving this, providing kind of a platform or marketplace for these payroll providers by which they can use us to not only streamline their internal software play, but at the same time use us as a marketplace to provide insurance for the small medium businesses. And that was our thesis. So we said, let's look at workers' compensation and can we become an embedded marketplace for these payroll providers to provide different kinds of workers' compensation insurance from carriers that we bring on our marketplace to these small medium businesses in a transparent manner, in a cost-effective manner, in a very competitive manner. And that's how we started Mulberry. Amazing. Uh, So when people who know your space hear your story or see your product, what strikes them as different from anything that exists today? Yes. 
the way we have approached this whole angle is, and you have heard, you have seen many insure texts, uh, you know, starting dated back into Trump 2015-16, and everybody has gone towards solving a problem of let's go streamline coating capability, binding capability, post-binding capability. Everybody's gone the API route, and there has been a lot of push towards going directly to the consumer, directly to the SMB. That you come to my storefront, procure insurance from me. We wanted to build an enterprise play where we wanted to take an embedded approach. When we started the insurance sector, we said there are three key areas, Hadi, that I feel that I insurance is built on. One is understanding the risk of any insurance because that's how you write any insurance. And the second is simplifying the information intake because that's where a lot of time spent today in terms of going back and forth on information. You know, you have a card forms in workers' comp that haven't changed for decades. And finally, it is the experience that customers get. Still, it's like, you know, you get a bunch of these 40, 50 pages at home, big policy declarations. And so the whole post-bind and client experience also does not exist. So where we went after is we said, we are going to take an embedded approach. So our strategy was not about going direct. It was purely an embedded, and by embedded, I meant that if we can embed and build a solution with these payroll providers as a SaaS platform, and by the virtue of the SaaS platform, if we can extract information from all the HR systems, payroll systems, and even look at the histories, thereby we have a better control of the risk. We can provide a marketplace for the small, medium businesses that they serve. We can also provide better client experience. You know, we have now gotten certificate of insurance capability. We have got uh, nice client portals where folks can come and view, you know, they can do endorsements online, they can do changes online. So that was our approach where we differed in terms of absolutely taking embedded path rather than going and saying, come to my storefront and I'll give you a fast, transparent and cheap code. Amazing. That's a great value proposition. If you take us back to the early days of uh, Mulberry, and as you said, you've approached it by going after a certain ICP. In that case, your customer is the POs or the payroll providers, but the insured is the end customer. So your first goal is to convince that intermediary to adopt your embedded approach. Take us back to that early days. What challenges have you faced? How were you able to convince them to adopt it? Because they've used to a certain way of doing business. Yes. Now, the payroll providers also, if you look at the world, the way the world is moving and as far as technology goes, they have been also looking at how can they make advances when it comes to technology. That industry also, internally, if you see, there has been a lot of operational efficiency that they can gain from. And that's where we struck the chord, wherein can we come in and simplify, reduce your to serve a quote to an end insured. You know, it takes months or weeks. And if our platform can come in and simplify that time cycle, that's a straight value prop that they see from us because they are interested in that operational efficiency. Second is they also want to engage competitive quotes competitive players because our marketplace brings in prices from other carriers and being able to see on that single pane of glass on what their programs have and what our programs are bringing in. I think that also has been a very attractive proposition for them. 
the third hadith which has struck the chord very which I was going to come to is the cross sell. Today, if you look at an SMB, when it comes to a payroll provider, in a payroll provider says, okay, I'm going to give you workers' comp because it's mandatory, I have to give you. However, that SMB needs journal liability, needs cyber now, needs uh, DNO, let's say. So from that perspective, what we found was that can our platform also become a platform for them to help cross-sell and more than cross-sell, really offer those things to their SMBs. Typically, what happens today is they have to tell their SMB to say, go talk to another broker. So now the SMB has placed the trust in the payroll provider. It's got its data with the payroll provider. So why not take advantage of where the SMB says, SMB, I got you and I will help you get cyber insurance, for instance. I'll help you get GL, for instance. And that's where our platform came in as well. And what we saw was that we, just after workers' comp, we wanted to go after GL, general liability, because our focus was PNC insurance, but we went after cyber. Because there was a, what we, our vision is that workers' comp has been there for physical protection, you know, because you file a claim when you have an injury in the workplace. That's essentially workers' compensation. But also, we also need virtual protection. Now, workers' comp is mandatory. Cyber is not mandatory. But at the same time, where, where I feel is that in the next five to seven years, there is an increasing awareness in the small, medium business. And I feel that there will come a point where may not be mandatory by law, but everybody, every small, medium business will also wake up and see that as a must-have. And that's where we started our thesis around putting cyber on as well. And our platform then brought in carriers through APIs for cyber. And now we have eventually become our own MGA as well. So this year, we signed up our reinsurance back with Lloyd's. And we are now, I think we have just finished filing. And we are launching our cyber MGA for, you know, with policy limits of 250K and 500K. Amazing. If you go back to those early days, how did you find these POs? Where are they? How did you approach? And at the beginning, as you know, when you don't have enough logos, the no's are much more than the yeses. So how did you eventually turn those no's into a yes? Yes. I mean, the whole startup journey is filled with no's. You know, the way I characterize the journey is that you get four punches every day and then you have to get up and move on. You know, I've been an executive all my life and really it's been, you know, I have huge respect now for founders after doing this because building a business from ground up is you got to be prepared with, as you said, knows each day you got to have a very different hustle muscle i would say you got to have a very different um, skin to play this uh, because the lows can get very low <laughs> highly low where you say i feel shitty today but you get up tomorrow you fight back again but going back to your question we uncovered many of these organizations or affinity organizations where many of these payroll providers come in and, you know, one such affinity organization is called Napio. And so once we found that, we started to have a presence there. You know, we start, I, I'm, I was also nominated for one of their cyber committees. So being present there and being able to show our thought leadership, show where we think the industry should move, and then really going one after the other and through referrals as well. I mean, we got no's, of course, we got saying, don't come now, come after six months, come after nine months, but keeping that persistence and really ensuring that 
any of the affinity organizations where these payroll providers are coming in, be the HR tech conferences, be the payroll tech conferences, you push Mulberry there and start to have that organic growth and presence. Amazing. How did you structure early your sales team and how did that change over the past maybe two or three years? I think it's a, it's a very small, as you can relate to Hadi in the first couple of years, you know, we, have fin- we were almost about two years in the journey. You know, your focus is a lot on building, uh, focuses a lot on product market fit, focuses rapidly changing. So you keep your sales team very limited. We have to wear multiple hats. So really, our strategy has been how do we keep on advancing our presence, our thought leadership at various, as I said, conferences, affinity places, while keeping the sales team very minimal. Our focus has been, I think, to really craft that product market fit and spend a little bit more on that energy, so on the product, and that's where our focus has been. But, you know, as we now scale along and, um, you know, we are certainly, I'll look to be adding more, but we have kept that minimal for now. Amazing. What has been the hardest thing to launch and start your InsureTech? Any challenges, failures that you could share with us? Any crucible moments that could have changed the way you operate and maybe it went the other way? You know, I think it's when I started this and it was, you know, especially coming from a product and tech land, you feel that, you know, you're going to automate everything end to end and you're going to create a nirvana. But suddenly you realize the limitations around you and the pace of the partnerships that you depend on around you, that it's not as simple. I mean, a classic example is that, you know, my goal was that can I do a quote and bind in less than a minute? When you start to talk to multiple carriers whom you want to bring on your platform, some offer APIs, some don't offer APIs. And really that was sort of a little bit of an awakening for me in this insurance land on how, you know, you're dependent on these relationships, on these partnerships, and they may not move at the pace you want. They may not have the capabilities that you want, and they may not even have sometimes the mindset that you want, right? Because if you have to also see that traditionally the insurance, there has been a lot of, it has been led by brokers where there are carriers, there are thousands of brokers as well. And and to and a lot of work has, as you said before, you're used to a certain style of doing work every day. And and if you come in and you say, no, now you want to do it differently, change is tough. Moving the industry to the change that you want, you know, takes time. And that was, I would say, you know, a bit of a, you know, aha moment for me as I went deeper and deeper into the sector. This is very interesting, the way you positioned it. As we mentioned earlier, you just raised $4 million, whereas... Most of these uh, business insurance, insure tech, you've seen they've raised hundreds of millions. What kind of operating principles do you use in your organization that has allowed you to stretch that runway? Instead of raising hundreds of millions, you were able to, I mean, three years into operation, you're still actively improving and growing. Thank you, Hadi. Now, two years, and I think I'm, we are very fortunate enough, and I'm actually, I'm very fortunate enough to have the team that I have. First of all, the team is very passionate. The uh, team is very driven. They want to see it to a big success. So that's one area that I think has really helped us in terms of people taking on multiple roles, people really stretching themselves and pulling that passion in. Second, we have also been very conscious around not building the whole ocean or not boiling the whole ocean when we can just build a bucket right now. 
So that we have been, we have kept, I call it brutal execution or brutal prioritization or violent, you can use the word execution or prioritization. But that is the capability, you know, for instance, can we do a couple of things manually and while we pick up on the customer base and then we do this part of the module automated as well. So, you know, a sense like that where I don't want to go and build a whole thing until we start the business and the scale and the traffic to come on. So that's the approach we have taken. We've been smart around our prioritization, our feature set. And honestly, I think the team has very smart coders. That way we have been able to keep this better from a very operational perspective. Yes. What's your superpower? <laughs> I would say keep pushing, keep pushing. That's something that I, I wake up every day and you know, I don't give up. And as you said, founder's journey is, I think from outside, you may look at some of these unicorns and look at these successes and you may feel, wow, these guys have made it, done it. But I think if you live a founder's journey, it's humbling. It is. Uh, and I, I encourage everybody to experience it. It's wonderful because I think the happiness, I mean, I still remember when we got the second PEO, how the... Literally, we were all dancing. I wish I had captured a video. We were all dancing in a group. That day, I still remember, it was a day after Thanksgiving, and we got our second customer. And the joy that you get of growing the business is absolutely beautiful. But at the same time, you have to have the metal because you will hear more no's, I, I promise you, than a yes. You will hear more pushbacks. You will feel that you have taken 10 steps ahead. And then tomorrow you will come in and you'll be thrown back to the point where you started. So believe me, I feel that if you keep on pushing and really then having the team which aligns with you in those ups and downs is very important. We have been able to create that team and we push each day. Yeah. What's the principle that you live by that has served you well in your journey? Be transparent, be empathetic, and uh, you know, have integrity. I think those are the principles I live by. When you commit, do your part, build trust with the folks around you. And uh, at the end of the day, those are the things that you know, keep you going. Even as a founder, you, know, you are vulnerable, right? You have your moments when you are, you are not the guy who will always be, I am taking you to the mountain. You know, you'll have your moments where you will feel, no, guys, sorry. And if you don't have the support structure around you, when you have those days, when you have those moments, the journey gets tough. And those support, that support structure only comes from the values that you create with your team. That's what I live by. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of this. What's next for Mulberry? For us, you know, we have created, as I mentioned, CyberMGA. We have launched our risk engine, certificate of insurance capabilities. We'll continue to go deeper into the payroll sector. But at the same time, we have now, we are looking at broadening these capabilities to other sectors such as carriers who are very interested in our risk appetite and engine capabilities, brokers, you know, when we eventually open up our CyberMGA to the brokers, 
to other financial embedded institutions who want to use our capabilities from uh, our security technology providers. So we are now focusing on broadening these capabilities to other verticals as well, while continue to deepen our relationship and our penetration in the payroll sector. Amazing, Hamish. Thank you for stopping by. This was a great episode. Thank you for the insights. We wish you the best of luck on your journey. How can people reach you and are you hiring? Yes, we are certainly looking at uh, folks both in the product and eng area. And we are also looking at sales slash program with, with an angle of program element as well. So feel free to reach out to me at uh, or send us an email at uh, sales at mulberry.io. And uh, we will be happy to take a look. Yes. Excellent. Thank you very much again for stopping by and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Hadi. Thank you so much for listening to The First 100. We hope it inspired you in your journey. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify, and share it with a friend starting their entrepreneurship journey. Leave us a five-star review. Your support will help spread our podcast to more viewers. 